Music, industry talk, stories, equipment and more. We are Crossfader and this is Off 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 Off, off the Record. Welcome back to a special edition of the Off The Record podcast. My name is Lawrence James. Sorry to disappoint the majority of you. It is just me today. Uh, well, kind of. It's just me from the team here at Crossfader. And the reason is, is because we're bringing you a special edition of the podcast. Now, we've not been doing the podcast as regularly as we would like to. Uh, many reasons for that. One, there's not actually that much going on in the industry, right? There isn't any new equipment or any announcements or anything like that. So what we've done today is we have spoken to five extremely successful, talented, well-known DJs, and we are asking them to provide value. We are asking them, how did you get gigs? How did you get your first gigs? How do you still get the gigs and keep them rolling in? How do you use your social media effectively um, to approach, you know, venues and club promoters, things like that? So you may have already seen that we put out a YouTube video relating to this, but this is more of an extended version. The YouTube video is a bit kind of short and snappy and a lot of the answers were cut off and we really wanted to put out there the kind of raw, uncut answers that I asked to all of these five super talented DJs. Now, the reason this is a special edition from the Off The Record podcast is we just launched our newest course, which is all about how to get DJ gigs. Um, it's a, been a real passion project of mine personally. It's taken me sort of six to eight months from kind of idea to being able to put it out there this week. It's been so well received. If you've checked it out, if you've um, you know purchased a course or anything like that, um, super grateful. We've had so much good feedback on it. So feel free guys to go and check that out. It's all over our socials, obviously on our website, uh, wearecrossfader.co.uk. Um, there's also the usual special discount for you podcast listeners. Just use the code off the record and that will get you 20% off the course. But without further ado, we're going to get the voices of these special um, DJs that were kind enough to participate in the YouTube video, like I say, we put the YouTube video um, this week. However, that's kind of more of a short, snappy version. And we just wanted the raw, uncut value from these um, awesome DJs. So without further ado, we really hope you enjoy this episode of the Off The Record podcast, How To Get Gigs Special. How do you get your first gigs? When you're a DJ and you're just starting out, your idea of your first gig is probably going to be a lot different to what it actually is. Me personally, I started out doing some free events, some house parties. I even played at some restaurants for free just to get experience of what it's like to DJ out in a live environment. Hey, yo, my name is DJ Puffy. I am from Barbados, but I am currently in Vietnam. DJ Puffy is a former world DJ champion. Not resting on his laurels as a DJ champion, he used his social media to help build his following that is now huge. He tours around the world, playing sold out shows from Barbados to the UK. He has a massive YouTube community and has been a radio DJ, so he has really done it all. When I started, first of all, I started out in, in high school, so I would have been playing uh, house parties over there. I mean, when you're 16, 17, uh, we, we were holding a lot of house parties in Barbados. Um, 
were there gigs gigs I, I i wasn't paid for them i don't remember being paid for those gigs but i remember one of one well two of my really memorable first gigs one was a friend of mine her dad uh, gave me the opportunity to play at which would have been one of the biggest events for our carnival season. We call it Crop Over in Barbados. And I actually opened that show um, that night. And that was a big, big experience as a young DJ for me. Uh, the second memorable gig, which led to the third memorable gig, and I, I'm, I'm continuing with this story really long, but I was marketing manager for a youth band, um, also in my teens. And uh, I decided in order to cut costs, we didn't have to hire three DJs. We could just hire two and then I could open uh, while nobody's at the party or while people are kind of like filing in. So I was doing that. And the guy that's, um, he, he was kind of managing the place uh, or the, the, the events at that place that we rented out. He was there that night and he heard me play and he was like, yo, how long have you been DJing? And I said, well, I'm not really a DJ. I just do it for fun. And he was like, well, what do you think about playing next week, Saturday here at the club? And I was like, oh, yeah, cool. No problem. And that guy ended up being my manager for all of these years. And he still is. So, yeah, I guess that would have been the very long story of how I got my first gigs. Yo, what's going on guys? I'm Rewire based out of London, UK. Rewire is one of the most technical house DJs that you will ever see. He had a successful club career, then went on to the next level. He showcases his technical ability in his studio, uses social media and takes them technical sets out in his sold out live shows. He is also label manager for the world renowned Stereo Hype label and plays shows from the UK to Miami to Ibiza. How did I get my very first gigs? Well, I got my very, very first gig from applying to DJ and under 18s event. And the guy wanted me to basically sell tickets to DJ, as was what we did back in the day. Yo, yo, what's up? SK83 from Germany. SK83 is also a former world DJ champion. One of the most creative DJs you will ever see he took all of his club DJ experiences into making him a technical DJ that he showcased to win his champion DJ title. He then took all that experience, transitioned. He then took all of that experience and became one of the He then took all of that experience, showcased his skills on social media, became an artist in the bass, future bass, drum and bass scene. And now on a week by week basis, plays at some of the most insane venues, arenas, festivals, shows that you can ever imagine. My first few gigs were at uh, like youth centers where I played. Uh, I got invited by my friends. They were uh, making hip hop jams with graffiti, breakdance, rap and all this stuff. And I brought my records, brought my turntables and we all DJed together. And people from other cities were invited I connected with them and then they invited me to their hip hop gens in their cities. So that's how I got my first gigs. The first club gigs was a little bit different. I recorded a lot of uh, mixes and sent them to promoters. And I got lucky that some of them got back to me. And I got my first uh, resident job after I played a test gig. 
What's up? My name is Nick Spinelli. I don't have an official DJ name. I kind of just go by the government first and last. And uh, I'm from New Jersey in the States. Nick Spinelli is a US-based DJ and he's quite literally one of the most well-known, famous wedding DJ and private event DJs in the world. He has an insane social media presence and is booked up throughout the whole year in the private event space. He uses his social media to create demand and has even been featured on national television in the US. So when I was starting out, I actually started out working for a company. I started in the wedding side of things. So I started, I was a, an assistant, you know, kind of helped people roll wires. And, you know, I was an assistant to a main DJ at a wedding DJ company. And then once I was, you know, trained enough, probably wasn't trained enough, but you know, once they deemed me to be trained enough, then they started booking me and putting me on gigs. So I, all my first gigs were direct, uh, all my first gigs were a direct result of the company I worked for at the time. And, you know, I think if you're a private event DJ and you're trying to get into private events, weddings and things like that, you know, working for a company and getting trained by a company and starting out with a company is a great foot in the door. You know, you get all the kinks out and then you figure out what you want to do later in life. I just used my real name, which is Jordan Lee. Um, I didn't always. Um, and I live in Auckland, New Zealand. Jordan Lee hails from New Zealand. He's been on the club circuit for some time and is an extremely well-known radio DJ. He uses radio DJ sets to help build his YouTube community, which he uses to boost his profile online. I've done concerts, festivals, small clubs, big clubs, um, weddings, private parties. But these days, I basically do my residency, which is in Auckland, and I'll travel once or twice a month to do guest spots at other clubs, whether it's in another country like Australia or back home in New Zealand. I was first a DJ for um, a friend's rap group, actually, and I'd play like small sets before our shows um, at the club. And then after that, me and my mates would go to some local clubs and get to know the DJs, the staff there. That turned into a do you want to play an hour next week? And that turned into, do you want to play here every week? So things can snowball pretty fast. Hi, I'm Patrick Nazmi, and I'm based in Ibiza at the moment and Manchester over the winter. Pat Nazmi is one of the most successful club DJs on the circuit. He has held it down on the DJ scene for many, many years. Going from club DJ to playing arenas with some of the most famous acts in the world. He is also the programmer for the world famous Ibiza Rocks. So not only does he know about how to be a successful DJ, he knows what to look for when booking and looking after the most famous acts in the world. I um, I actually spent the first two years, um, so when I was 18, I applied for a data connector role at a club night that I went to all the time um, called Propaganda and another one called Ramshackle, two nights in Bristol. They're the two biggest student nights in Bristol. Um, and I applied to be a data collector because I could I could see that they wanted staff. So I, I actually just started as a data collector for two years. And then they asked me when I was 20 to be a full-time um, promotions manager of their, their club nights in Bristol. That got me in the door um, of the club nights more regularly. And I asked the guy who owned the brand to teach me how to DJ. So that was my first way in. I identified something that was happening regularly in my city that was something that I like going to, that I like the music of. Um, and I just made sure I got I got in the door somehow. Um, uh, like I said, it was a data collector role. So it was just standing there asking people to sign up for membership. Um uh, but then that then built into getting a full-time job. And then when I got the full-time job, I just pestered the guy that owned the brand to teach me how to DJ. Um, and then after that, he sort of put me on regularly in Bristol and then regularly in like Reading. And then before I knew it, I was 
playing up and down the country for him because he had 26 weekly nights. Um, and that was probably the best thing that ever happened to me as a DJ because I was able to, um, I was able to do my 10,000 hours. I was able to like learn about shaping a set from, from, from 9 PM till 4 AM. Um, I was able to kind of, yeah, you know what to, what to play, when to play it. Um, always read the crowd. Um, and you know, anything, everything's practice. And I never, I never owned decks. Um, I've never owned decks, which people are always like shocked at. Like, how do you practice? But I used to gig so much. In fact, I still do. I gig so much that when I go home, I don't want to go on the decks because I'm playing four or five times a week. Um, and I think that's probably the most, that's, that's the best piece of advice for, for getting gigs, I suppose, is find somewhere or a company or a promotions company or a brand or someone that's something that's already doing something you're like really regularly so you can get out. Um, and play very regularly for those for those brands or for those club nights, if that makes sense. Basically, look at it as a as a ten thousand hours um, exp- exp- experiment. So I've got a residency at Ibiza Rocks. This is my my tenth season uh, within the brand. Um, so I play here during the summer, uh, a few festivals in the UK during the summer too, uh, and then over the winter I just sort of tour up and down the country between. Uh, kind of underground venues and commercial venues, um, whoever is stupid enough to have me. Um, festivals wise, I've kind of I've kind of done the majority of them. Um, Glastonbury, Reading, Leeds, uh, Boardmasters, all of the major ones, a few smaller ones too. I was resident for the BBC Radio One dance stage at Reading in 2018 and 2019, so playing in between all the acts and introducing them, which was great. I've taught, I've toured, yeah, I've toured the states with Mumford and Sons. Um, Oh, I've toured with Kistory when they did the Blast Off Arena tour. So with like uh, Nelly and Shaggy and Eve and Blue Cantrell, me and Fat Man Scoop hosted. Uh, we were the last act to play the O2 Arena before the pandemic, which is, is that a good fact? I don't know. Let's find out. What's the best piece of advice for getting gigs? For me today, if I was just starting out, I'd want to define my goal and then find my target audience. For example, if I'm a hip-hop and R&B DJ, I'm going to start making hip-hop and R&B uh, mashups and videos and content and then start hanging around the hip-hop and r&b clubs or following all the hip-hop r&b instagram pages so i can connect with people that are on my level there's no point if you want to be a wedding dj uploading some content and then tagging a techno page for them to see your wedding mixes it just doesn't make any sense my best piece of advice for getting gigs would be be very professional and respectful um a lot of people I, I find nowadays, especially younger guys, that there's a there's a there's a weird sense of entitlement in in a sense which wasn't necessarily there before. Um, I I would say be very humble, respectful, and professional in your approach. Um, this is whether you're approaching club owners or promoters or you know, just just people who throw events in general, just be be very respectful, humble, and, and professional. You you will be very surprised how unprofessional some people can be. So being professional would definitely separate you from most <laughs> most people or most most sets of talent. I'd say that you need to get out there and socialize. Um, I also think that you need to make sure you have everything in place and ready so that if someone does look you up 
and are interested, even slightly in booking you, you need to have your social media in check, your links, make sure they're all working, things look professional, you know, music's up to date, everything's up to date. And then when they see you and they see that you're on it and they, they see that your fingers on the pulse, they're, they're going to be interested. I think nowadays is a little bit different because it's uh, so oversaturated uh, with DJs. I think more important nowadays is to make connections to the right people that are in charge for the DJ booking. Or if you cannot reach them, maybe even better to get in touch with the DJs that are already playing there because maybe at some point they cannot make it to their show and they will need someone to fill in. So they might call you if you like have a good connection to them and prove them already in like a home session or whatever, that you are a good DJ, that you can handle it. Then um, they might call you. And uh, I think always it's always good to be around, you know? So when your friends are DJing in the club, be there, support them. And eventually you get the chance to uh, DJ while they're on their piss break <laughs> or something like that, you know, or you play the opening for them. I think something like that uh, always works out. Be kind, connect with people and support each other. Social media runs everything. Back in the day, you know, yellow pages, and then like later on, wedding wire and the knot and yada, 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 when it comes to private events and when it comes to clubs, there's a lot of different things, you know, variables, but um, I can speak on private events. You know, I think, you know, you're, if you're with a company, you're gonna get booked, but if you wanna get the right gigs, you wanna get like higher end stuff, and you know, you really wanna build your, you know, private event career, and it'll help for club, it's all about social media. You know, if you're a good DJ, if you're a good MC, whatever you're good at, Put it out there. You know, you could be the greatest of all time at whatever you do. You know, the greatest DJ, the greatest MC, the greatest entertainer, the greatest host, whatever. If you don't put your shit out there, if you don't literally, you know, show people online that you are the greatest, no one will ever know that you're the greatest. Only the people at your events. And word of mouth doesn't travel as fast anymore. It's not the same. You know, you got to put the content out there. That's when the masses will see it. And that's when you get booked. Be prepared, but not annoying. Show up to local spots and get to know the DJs there, the promoters, the, the staff. Just go with the intent on networking and just let things unfold naturally. No one likes anyone being too forceful or pushy with themselves. Another thing I suppose is is good is to is to just blanket like kind of blanket cover everything. Like you have you have the ability to speak to people that it would have taken fucking forever to speak to um, with with Instagram, um, you know, even with emails. You know, you can get people's emails very fucking easily on off of LinkedIn and stuff these days. So find out who the decision maker is that will be able to put you on at the club nights that you like going to or that you like the look of. Find out who it is that books for them. Find out who the talent manager is or the booking agent or or the owner of the brand. Find out who it is and hound them in the most polite respectful way as you can because consistency is key in everything that we do um and if you if you send one email you don't get anything back and you give up there you don't deserve to be a successful dj that's the hard truth of it if you give up after one form of contact oh then and the, you know they're not they're not applying to me i'm going to leave them alone don't fucking leave them alone they're busy people and you're asking them for something yeah you, you know they're not getting too much of your time at the end of the day they're giving you an opportunity so as a result, you have to hound these people. So if you don't get one, if you don't get a response after one email, one DM, send a follow-up. Hey, did you see my message? What did you think? Can we jump on a call? Um, whatever's comfortable for you um, and your confidence level of speaking to people and communicating with them. Um, but 
identify what I would say to get gigs on the first round, identify all the places that you want to play. Um, and then all the places underneath those and all the places underneath those, like if you want to play, I don't know, defected one day, you know, maybe going straight for defected might not be the best route, but go for it anyway. And then look at all the other sub brands and everything that comes underneath it. Um, that's, that's local in your area maybe and identify the, the local house brand that does well and, and target them. And then you'll have a plat and then you'll have a platform and then you can move on to the next bit and work up, work your way up the ladder. So let's say you've made a load of content and you're ready to go and approach these events and these promoters what do promoters and event planners look for in a dj of course you're gonna have to be a professional things like being on time being respectful being easy to work with will stand you in good stead but also just make sure that you're not just thinking about yourself when you turn up to a dj set because you might be thinking about okay i'm a bit nervous what music am i going to play how am i going to film my set how are the crowd going to react to this transition? But the promoter is also thinking about what can you do for me? First of all, again, I will reiterate, it is important to be very professional. I mean, this is business at the end of the day. Um, it is very important to take what you do seriously and treat it like a business because for other people, and as you grow higher in the game, it is definitely treated as a business. And it definitely is. Um Secondly, I will highlight the importance of being easy to work with. Um, we are all human and things happen. Nothing is going to go according to plan 100% of the time. It is very important to try to be as flexible as, as you can be, be as understanding as you can be. And it is... It's a plus if you're easy to work with. It makes their job easier and uh, they make your job easier as a result of you making their job easier. You know what I mean? So it's, it's a win-win situation. It's very important to be easy to work with. Like As I was saying, I think they want to work with people they like, firstly, people that are polite, nice, they get on with, aren't going to be too much hassle, I think they look for people that are, have their finger on the pulse. I think they look for professionalism. Nobody wants to book someone that's going to turn up late for a gig or not answer a phone. Or if people go to their social media, it looks like rubbish. There's no effort there. You, need, you know, this is all part of an ecosystem. It needs to be on point. And that's what they're looking for, the whole package. I think it really depends on what type of DJ gig it is. Um, I mainly play um, bigger shows that are more like a concert nowadays. So I don't get booked to a lot of clubs no more. I get booked to to play my SKD3 show. And uh, what they are looking for is my music that I produce, my remixes and my routines that they know from social media. So uh, I guess it's really important to have a good social media where you showcase what you are all about, what your brand is all about. And then they will, if they look for a certain type of DJ for the event uh, or have a slot open at the festival or an open air or something like that, they might be come to you, ask you to play that one. 
you know, they're kind of, they kind of connect the dots. So they look for value. Um, event planners, you know, in the private event world, you know, they look for DJs that are going to be really good, reliable, and do a great job, but also someone they can sell to their clients. A lot of wedding planners, you know, the event planners, they kind of deal with higher-end clients or, you know, just people generally with money. And one big thing is that, like, you know, the higher-end clients and the clients that hire the event planners and, you know, to kind of seek out their vendors and stuff, they're basically looking for, you know, vendors that their client can brag about, you know? So you got to kind of, you know, become that. You want to, like... You want to put your content online back to the social media thing and basically put all that shit online so like they can point to that and be like, hey, look at this. I have this DJ. You know, how cool is he? They can share your videos with their friends. They have some something to brag about. You know, that's what the higher end people want. And I think that's the major key with event planners. You know, they they want you to be good and reliable and all that. But at the end of the day, they, they're, they're trying to sell their client someone that their client can kind of brag about because that's why they spend money. You know, it's all about the flex. That's why they got the fancy car, the fancy house, the fancy handbag, all that stuff. It's all about the flex. So you kind of have to create a persona online where, you know, you can be a flex to a potential client. A lot of spots probably just want a reliable DJ that plays the right music. If you've got some sick skills on top of that without the ego, then the opportunity should just roll in in the masses. Uh, It really depends. Um, Sometimes we will look for someone that will help boost the show. In all honesty, like sometimes some some promoters and, and programmers, if you've got, you know, a few followers and you're posting content regularly, that's really good because it won't be hard for us to understand what you do and what you play. If you're constantly posting like live clips of you DJing out or playing in your bedroom, just make sure the lighting is good and the audio sounds good. Um, I think they'll look for that. Um, because if you can market yourself as well as be a good DJ, then they know that you'll be able to help them market their events too, which is always a which is always a benefit. A benefit, right? Is social media essential for getting DJ sets? There are plenty of DJs and working DJs out there who don't really touch social media. They're just in the scene. They've networked for a while and they get regular, consistent gigs. All good. Today, though, if you're starting out, I personally think it is a hundred percent essential. And it might be a bit overwhelming to you to start thinking about making content, but just think of it as like a resume, a portfolio, a CV of work that you can then use to approach the people that are booking. Is social media essential for getting DJ sets? I wouldn't say that social media is essential for getting DJ sets. Um, There are DJs locally in their towns, in their cities who have just mastered the art of networking and is not necessarily social networking on these platforms, but just in real life, you know what I mean? And um, some people have, have, have made it work for them. They're just the guy in their city and they're crushing it. You know what I mean? Uh, if you plan to take things a bit further, further, sorry, um, my accent is coming up, but um I would, I would definitely say that social media does play a bigger role today uh, than it did before. And it is a plus. It's not essential, but it would definitely, if, if your social media game is, is decent, it would definitely set you apart from the rest. It is important nowadays to to build your brand, uh, especially if you want to take things as far as you can. So... Is it essential? Not necessarily. Is it encouraged? I would encourage it. 
Is social media essential for getting gigs? I'd say 99% of the time, yes, it is. I'm not saying that you have to have huge numbers. It's not about the numbers, but it's how you portray yourself. When people look for you, if they can't see you or talk to you in person, they go onto your social media and that's what's going to represent you. And that's really important how you come across. Now, it's just down to professionalism, um, trying to make things look as neat as possible, or that basically represents you. If it's completely random, people aren't going to understand you or get you, and then you're probably not going to get that booking. Yeah, as I said before, uh, social media is essential for DJs in 2022 and forward, because uh, that is where you get discovered by other people. And I think also, um, if you get some hype on social media, other uh, DJs and other promoters will uh, see what you're up to. So that's why I highly recommend to um, have a good social media presence. And um, I think that is also the first thing that will people look up when they Google your name, right? They will see, yo, what is he doing on IG? Uh, what is on his TikTok? Does he have any mixes on um, YouTube or yeah I think as video would would be the best to really see what you're up to is social media essential for getting DJ sets absolutely 100% absolutely it's like the number one thing it's social media will change everything for you you if you're not on social media you, you genuinely won't make it unless you're already an OG like you genuinely won't make it like social media is the only way right now you got to just put your content online and then, you know, one tip when you're posting, just make sure everything has value. You know, everything you post, don't just do look at me posts. Don't just so many DJs just, oh, look at me. I'm DJing this gig. Look at me. I'm doing this. Look at me. I'm doing the scratch. There's no value in that. Think about what kind of value you could provide to the people. Okay. Entertainment, educational, inspirational, whatever it is, there's got to be value in everything you post. As long as you post good shit that, that shows that you're a great DJ and shows that you're great at what you do, but also provides value. That's the major key. Yes and no. I know a whole bunch of local DJs that are really, really good. They have no social media presence at all, but they don't want a social media presence. They don't care about it at all, which is fine. But online content has been the biggest key for my own career and a lot of others. Um, by stepping into the social media world, you're like infinitely increasing your opportunities. It's, it's not essential, but it, it helps more than I think anyone knows. Like I saw that James Hype video saying like, what's the number one thing DJ should be doing. And the first thing he said was content. And that was, that was alarming that that was the first and most important thing. Uh, the, the first and most important thing is figuring out your craft, figuring out kind of what you want to play and then getting the 10,000 hours. Um, and then I think content comes second, but, whether he meant it in a in a order of importance or not, I don't know. So, is social media essential for getting DJ sets? Um, yeah, I think it is. I think it's. I think it's very, very important. It's not the be all and end all, but at the end of the day, it's completely and utterly free for you to put content out. So, if you don't do it, you're a dickhead, in my opinion. Because think, twenty years ago, did we have this ability to do this? No, you, you like you had to jump through way way more hoops and get booking agents and do so much more whereas now you can blow up within six months if you're consistent and you post the right things within six months you can be getting gigs off the back of free, like posting for free to tiktok and instagram and for that reason if you don't do it i again say you're a dickhead it's all very well going out and getting your first few gigs but staying in the game 
is the hard bit. Keeping those gigs rolling in is really difficult. It takes a lot of dedication, a lot of hard work, a lot of persistence, but it is achievable. It just will take time and will take hard work like anything in life. How do we make sure the gigs keep rolling in? And I, and I, and I noticed just now, as I think about the question and, and I repeat it, I said we, because it's, it's not just me. You know, I have to give credit to my team, um, management, my agents, who definitely do a lot of the groundwork and let people know, event planners, promoters know, y'all Puffy's on this side of the world right now. Um, what can we do to get him in here? Um, me personally, I, I think I've just been really invested in the journey and growing as a brand, as a talent, as a person. Um, so I, I'm not necessarily worried about keeping the gigs rolling in. My management and my agents, they definitely um, they definitely take that task on and, and they're doing a pretty good job. Um, so thank you <laughs> to the team. Um, but it, it's, it's difficult for me to answer that one personally because... I kind of just, uh, I'm enjoying the ride, you know. Um, I would give advice when you start to grow a little bit more, hire somebody to do that kind of stuff for you. It's important to have a manager when you reach a certain level. It's important to have agents in different territories, people who know uh, the ground, people who are able to navigate on road, as we call it in the Caribbean. Um, cause you're not going to know everything about everywhere and uh, your manager from a specific state or country may not know everything about everywhere either. So it's important to outsource, uh, get different agents in different territories and collaborate and work with different people, um, to make sure that those gigs keep rolling in. But yeah, I hope you enjoy that advice. My name is Puffy. Uh, from Barbados, and yeah, big up to Crossfader, you don't know. Um, well, firstly, and importantly, like I always say, I'm very, very polite to people. Um, I'm always nice. I always pay my dues, and I speak to everyone. I shake everyone's hands, you know, but that's me anyway. But like, I always make sure I make an effort so that even after the gig, there could be another conversation and then maybe another booking, or they might speak to someone else and say, you know what, that guy was a great DJ and he's a really nice person. Let's get him for this. And that's how it works. Another important thing that I do is I, I keep on top of my social media. I keep consistent with it. I make sure that I'm regularly posting so that I'm not a stale, stagnant DJ. People can see that things are moving, things are going somewhere. And, you know, with doing that also one of your posts on social media may pop and that might get you more exposure as well. So I think that's really important to, to really keep on top of that. And like I said before, when people are looking for you, it's the first thing they're going to see. And it's very, very important. Uh, I think, I think it's the same. Like, uh, I think if you cannot put any content of your show up to social media after did the show even happen, so that's why it's really important to collect footage during your gigs and uh, post the stuff online after you uh, play the show and try to keep it interesting and unique to your style. So uh, for me personally, I always uh, try to 
post content that shows the tracks that I have produced or the remixes that I have produced or my routines um, and post them online after a show to like prove that my show did work for the crowd. And I think so you you um, hit two birds with one stone. If you record your stuff, you can post it on social media to get in touch with the promoters and also to keep the gigs rolling in because you proved that your style of DJing works for uh, the crowd and the clubs. Social media. <laughs> I constantly post shit on social media to provide value and to show people that I can throw down. And that's it. It's just all about social media. That's how I keep shit rolling. You know, that's how I keep myself relevant. You know, even where I'm at now, if I just stop posting on social media altogether and it gets to three months, six months, nine months, and I haven't posted at all. Now it's kind of like, well, what have you done lately? Like, what's up with him? Is he, you know, did, did, did he, did he develop a crack habit? Like, you know, like you, you have to stay relevant. You have to continue to post your job is never done i'm still evolving i'm still trying to grow my social media beyond this and you should be doing the same i've been really lucky to never really have to ask for gigs um i just spend time in my room making the best content i can and the booking emails keep coming through um i've got a booking agent which is always which is always really good it took some time to, to kind of get to that stage um and the only reason i got to that stage was because i made enough noise on my socials um to be kind of recognized because i've never released a tune i've never been on the radio i've just earned, earned my keep and cut my teeth from the art of dj and the art of just being able to turn up to any kind of party and relatively know how to rock it um know how to rock it fuck i sound like a fucking 90s hip-hop dj um so the 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 my booking agent definitely helps with keeping the gigs rolling in but i don't just rely on him um i'm constantly hounding people i know that would that would book me for a show like the the, the programmers for um the venues that you know i play regularly i'm always speaking to them um i don't i don't rest on someone else maybe representing me and, and speaking to those people and nurturing those relationships because I like to do it myself and I think a lot of the venues and a lot of the promoters and a lot of the bookers quite like that and I suppose I'm in a privileged position because I'm also a booker now um, so I book all the talent that I be through Ox and work with all the headline artists and the support artists and all the resident DJs um, on the event so I'm in a privileged position to sort of know what a programmer or a promoter or an event planner would look for um, I suppose in talent so I, I keep the gigs rolling in by just remembering everyone that's important to remember um, and nurturing relationships and not, I'm not letting anyone else um, kind of do it for me or, or be lazy and also try to be consistent with socials, which I never do now actually. So I'm full of shit and you shouldn't listen to me. Take care. Goodbye. So that was the off the record podcast special, how to get DJ gigs. I really, really want to take this moment to just thank all of the DJs for their value and their time and their in input um, all these DJs were in different places around the world. Please, guys, if you don't follow them already, feel free to give them a follow. They're very easy to find on their social media. Um, and you can find them on our YouTube video as well. I hope that's helped you out today, guys, and give you some value and some insight. Once again, feel free to check out the brand new course, How to Get DJ Gigs, on wearecrossfader.co.uk. And I'll see you again, hopefully, very, very soon.